Welcome to track number 20 of Finish What You Started. Okay. Now, we are trying hard to finish what we started, isn't it? So let's quickly finish Signs of a Disloyal Assistant. Is that not so? Like Judas, who never finished, or Lucifer. Is that not so? Or it is not so? Lucifer. I'm giving you examples of people who did not finish. <clears throat> and this is their behavior. Number one is what? I knew all along that it will not work, isn't it? Number two. They have what? Why should you have no comment? It is wrong. Isn't it? Number three. I would be a better <laughs> I'll be a better what? A better wife, better husband, better bishop, better senior pastor, better everything. It's in your mind. Zimbo. Number four. He's not happy about the differences that make him look subordinate. It's like he looks less. You see, his car looks smaller. His house looks smaller. His shoes look older. He doesn't like such things at all. Huh? He's not happy about such things at all. Mercy. He sits in economy class. And the senior sits in a half class. Everything that makes you look. Your car is second hand. His car is new. Hey! No back seats in your car. <laughs> hey, which type of car is that one? <laughs> you don't have a secretary. He has a secretary. Number five is concerned about his image. When he starts running at full speed and it changes to what? Slow motion. Because he doesn't want to let the people feel that 
He's a small person who is just running around. When the uh, people are around, you say, Yes, Pastor. Or when people are around, say, Yes, Pastor. Or Yes, Daddy. Or Yes, Papa. Or Yes, Papa. <laughs> but, but when people are around and you call, when people are around, you say, Can I help you? <laughs> Can I help you? Okay. All right. Okay. I'll take care of it. Hey! Now when there's nobody around, then yes, sir. Yes. But when people are around, okay. All right. Oh, don't worry. Okay. That's okay. All right. Mm. Mm. It's like people shouldn't feel that. It's like you are being sent or you are a junior to somebody. Hey! Hmm. Number five. Number six. He will look for opportunities to sit on the head's chair. Hmm. Mercy. Everything that he does, he wants to do the same thing. You see, there is a difference between being an alos. And being a replacement. Being an analysis, you want to do, you see the person, what the person does, and you see that this, like, why do I play golf? I play golf because Yongicho played golf. I didn't know what was there. I thought that there must be something good about it. So that's what made me, I said, well, let me go and also do. Because there are some things you never get a person to discuss. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Just what sometimes it's mysterious. You just do it because. And apart from entering the ministry, it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Yeah. And the effect that it has. But I didn't know. But I'm not trying to replace Young Gicho. I'm trying to just learn from him. That's all. The other thing, you don't get a chance to see the person to advise you this and that and that. But apart from being in the ministry, perhaps one of the very best decisions I ever took for my life was that decision. As I've grown, I keep moving on. Oh. Amen. Amen. So, but that is not trying to be the person, to replace the person in an evil way. It's different. Or when you just want the privileges that the person has. It's different from just wanting to work with the principles that the person has, is working with. It's different from, I want his car. I want a car just like his car. I want a house just like his house. I want an loose salary. <laughs> One for you. There is no shame. You may scream if your salary is less. <laughs> but he always looking for opportunity to sit in the chair. Because see, that fellow I was telling you about yesterday, 
who when I was not there, he went to sit in my chair. Just a few people, oh, but he went sitting. He could have sat at his normal chair and discussed with the people there. But that desire so much in him to sit in the chair and be something had consumed him. So one day, he was not a pastor yet, and I met with him and I said, I'm going to appoint you as a pastor. Remember I told you one day a certain bishop was meeting with some people and he asked, who made you a pastor? Because you are made a pastor by somebody. So I told him, I'm going to make you a pastor. But at the right time, it has its... But I told him, told them. So, he went and he was talking with some of his people and he told them, I'm going to be a pastor. He couldn't he couldn't control himself he couldn't keep it to himself i can keep it to myself hey you see what i cannot keep to myself is the, is the gospel not that i'm being made a pastor are you there yeah he couldn't keep it himself. so at a point he started to tell the people say pastor so and so we love you then everybody point your hand and say pastor pastor dog we love you Pastor, why he was not a pastor, he was a brother dad. Pastor dad, we love you. Pastor dad, we love you. Ah, you have not been appointed as a pastor yet. But you can't keep it to yourself. I can't keep it to myself. I've got to go out and tell somebody. I can't keep it to myself. Cause somebody's lost, somebody's dying I can't keep it to myself I've gotta tell somebody else For they've got to know That Jesus loves them so Please don't keep it to yourself You've gotta go out and tell somebody Somebody's lost, somebody's dying Don't keep it to yourself Tell somebody else For they've got to know Jesus loves them so We all have friends Cry and cry Cause they don't even know a God who is willing to help them dead alone. They know that He can see them through the darkest night. How will they find There's a God above He really understands and He can heal
somebody. You need to go out. You need to go out and tell somebody. Please don't keep it to yourself. Cause somebody's lost, somebody's dying. Please don't keep it to yourself. Tell somebody else. For they've got to know Jesus loves them so. Somebody needs to know that Jesus loves them so. Wow. Now, what you cannot keep to yourself is the gospel, but not the fact that you are going to be appointed. Appointment must not be too important to you. Amen. Amen. Position. Titles. Ajiman. Kokroko. Dasibre. And what again? Huh? A tinker. A tinker is what? Mighty. A tinker. A tinker. Kentinka. Osajifo is what? Osajifu. Somebody who saves. Osajifu. These are the titles of a Otumfu. It's what? He, he can almighty. Owner of power. Owner of power. Ketinka is what? Almighty. Ajiman is what? He conquers nations. Conqueror of nations, Ajeman. Tell somebody Ajeman. Ask what is your name? <laughs> Ajeman, whatever. Mention his name, something Ajeman. Huh? Kasapreko. It means what? Let's speak once. Kasapreko. Don't don't be too concerned. Amen. All right, number seven. A bad assistant sees all the faults and mistakes in the senior minister's life. Oh, why don't you do something good? Number eight. A disloyal assistant notices the good attributes of external ministers. Is that not so? But never speaks positively about his own pastor. He doesn't have much to say about his own pastor, his own church. But you are so consumed with another church. Hey! You must be concerned, consumed with your own church. If you are consumed with that church, go there and consume. So that we know that you are there. Number nine. Constantly listens to tapes of external pastors. Is that not so? What do you think? Huh? Number 10. He always feels that things should be done in a different way. You know, he has a different... I thought we should have started at 5. You see, I thought we should have ended by now. I thought she should have sung two songs. 
I thought this is not the time for her to sing. Do you see? I think it's too early for this. Singing. You haven't preached much, you are singing. You just come, you are singing. You always have a different line of thoughts. Why is your mind not settled into accepting that what is being done is also a way that is also good? We are taking two offerings. I think one offering is enough. Why should we take two? Why should we take three? Should should not sit there have a different mind. One day, I was in a church. A certain church. And there was a certain pastor who was speaking. And he was taking an offering. And he took his offering. After he did some other things, then he said, I want to take another offering. And as I sat there, I turned to somebody who was sitting by me. And I said to her, hmm, I don't think he should take another offering. Now, I should take another. Why? And she looked at me. Huh? The north wind. My heart almost became a stone. There was fear in the church. Well, she, 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 her mind was not working the way my mind was working. My mind was working on different way it should be done. You should go about it a different way. You see what I'm saying? Is when it's your turn, you go about it in a different way. It's just like everybody's wearing something different. When it's your turn, you wear something different. And God does not disallow that. So when the person is the leader, allow him to go about it the way he wants to go about it and accept it because that's the choice he has. Just that like when a person becomes a president, he chooses whom he will work with. So this person should be my minister of finance. This one should be in charge of roads. This one should be this. It is his, his choice, whoever he wants to work with. And as Pastor Kulufio is going to Ethiopia, some of you are going with him. He may choose you and say, come. Let's go. It's a blessing. If I was a president of a country, I was after a minister of finance, minister of construction, minister of this, but this, the same people who are doing it for me, now those are the people I would choose. Yeah. Because that is uh, 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 who I would choose. When is your turn? You choose another person. So when a person is a leader, he has a choice. And when he's exercising his choice, don't sit there criticizing his choice all the time. And if you criticize his choice all the time, then it means you are not following genuinely. You are always one step ahead with an alternative. It's not a good flow. Do you understand? Yes. So last week he preached about Abraham. I think you should preach a bit about David. One day I was preaching 40 reasons why you should pay tithes. And there were some people in the church who were not happy with my message. Because every reason was different. And I preached it every week until some of them left the church. Oh, they left. They left the church. They were medical students. They used to criticize. And you see medical students. 
the pride that was in them because they were medical students. And somebody who is a medical who has been a medical student before and has passed all his exams with honors, and he's a pastor and he's teaching the word of God. And they come and sit there and criticize, go back to their hostel and discuss and criticize. Criticize me, criticize my car. They used to criticize the car that I was driving. They used to criticize my message. See, criticism is one of the greatest symptoms of pride. If I, as a pastor, I feel that I should preach 40 reasons, every week one reason. <laughs> huh? <laughs> My body Sundays. That is what I think I should do. It is, it is my choice. I don't have to sit in the church thinking I should do it in a different way. Huh? Have you been a pastor before? Have you been in full time ministry before? Where you are, you are just in medical school. I have been in medical school before and gone beyond that actually half a church. And I'm in full time. I know what I'm doing. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm doing something. Do you get it? So as you are here, you are following your pastor. You know, I'm telling you, everything that is done can be done a little differently. Do you see? Everything that is done can be done a little differently. One day, I went to a certain church. And I saw a lot of people in the church. And I look at the pastor. And the pastor did not know how to take offerings. Yeah. Because offering taking is also an act. If you are a good pastor, Lester Samuel says something. If you are called, it will raise money. Your calling will generate money for your calling, to support your calling, if you are called. If you are not called, it will not generate money. Because the calling causes money to come to you, to support you. God raises up money and people to help you. So I look at the pastor, and he did not know how to take the offering. And you could see that he was not, it's like sheep who are not being milked. Or cows are not being milked. And you are complaining that we don't have milk. All the cows, their breasts are full. But you don't know how to milk. Huh? But I just mentioned to the pastor. Sure you can. You can do better. In Ghana we don't take offering like this. Me, when I'm taking off, I'm serious. Oh. One day, somebody brought a pastor. Let's go to the Kodesh so that you see Bishop when he's taking off. It's as if there's a crisis. Yeah. I take offering seriously anytime, anywhere. I don't joke with it. I've learned it. I was not like that. First, I did not even take an offering. But I'm, it's my profession, it's my work. If I raise money here, all the money, any offering, it stays here. And we are building church. This man sent me a bill yesterday. He said, we have found a church in Port Elizabeth. One million rand. Is that what he said? One million rand. This one is building in Swaziland. He needs, also told me yesterday, one million rand. I need a lot of money. I don't need, I don't need your rands to go and do anything. 
We need money so that you will have a church. You can have your weddings. And people can be saved. People can come to church and everything. It's for you. So I'm serious about what I'm doing. And you sit there, you criticize me. Why is it taking two offerings? Why is it Your mouth. Hey, be careful when you speak about your pastor. You start making comments about things. How many of you, are, you didn't know that somebody sent me a text yesterday that we need one million rands for the church. How many didn't know? Right? Raise your hand. Have you seen? You shouldn't have spoken. You shouldn't have spoken. And how many know that there was another one in Swaziland which used to be part of South Africa. Swaziland is part of South Africa. It's part of us. And they also need a million rands. They have finished the basement. They need to do columns and then do the roof and able to move into the church but elizabeth they found a nice church with office church children's church everything nice one million runs we could buy it if we pastors are serious with offerings so if i stand up and i'm teaching 40 reasons why you should pay tithe three reasons for one sunday 43 into 40 is how much 13 sundays three months clear to encourage the people and to teach them why they should pay that. That you, you sit down and think that it should be done in a different way. Because you don't know all the things that I know. Neither are you aware of the pressures that are pinching me from behind. How to see me standing here. You don't know that people are asking me for money. And as I'm here, I'm receiving texts from Accra. Texts from here. Texts from here. Should we do this? Should we pay this? Have we paid this amount? This amount must be done. This has to be done. You don't know all that. You are just sitting here at a camp listening. 30 reasons why. Laughing about this. Laughing about this. Laughing. You don't know all the other things. You just know a small part. So when somebody is doing something, you, you have the audacity to even comment about it. Like I had the audacity that day as I was sitting there commenting about the person. Who was taking the offering? That is, I don't think he should take an offering. Why is he taking? I was already taking offering. I was a very young, new Christian. I was not a pastor or even a leader of anything. I was just new. That was one of my initiations into the church world. The lady looked at me, my heart sank. I always remember her. She sang. Life is so short. She's the, the lady who sang this. She was sitting by my side. It was but yesterday you were a baby. When I hear the song, I remember her. She was sitting here. And I look at her. Before you know it, now you are a lady. Hey! A man with children too. Sing it, sister. And then your health and strength begin to fail you. And you said, now what shall I do? Maybe memories haunting you So you see my brother The life is so short It passes so quickly And soon it's gone You have just one life To live on earth So remember your creator While you have breath So you see my brother The life is so short It passes so quickly And soon it's gone With a friend to say, see you tomorrow. But tomorrow may never come. They tell you your friend has 
left you in sorrow And your world comes crashing down Life is just like a little flower Today it's here, tomorrow it's gone So don't just chase after riches and pleasure Cause they will fail you when time is done so you see, my brother, the life is so short. The girl who Passes sang this song. So quickly and soon it's gone. She was sitting by me. You have just one life to live on earth. So remember hey. the creator while you have breath. So you see, my brother, the life is so short. We were sitting Passes on a bench so in a church. And, and I was criticizing her first and she was you sitting by me. You have one life to live hey. on earth. So remember your creator while you have breath Because life is so short Life is so short Life is so short So remember your creator while you have breath Immediately after the service I went to see the pastor. He was not even a pastor. He was a leader. Our leader. And I said, I need to see you. And he said, and he was talking, people were talking around him. When you are proud, you cannot wait. When you are proud, you cannot wait. Hey, a lot of people wanted to talk to you. So I was, hey, a lot of people. They were busy. But I said, oh, I'll wait. Because my situation is the eyes that were giving me today. There's a lot of fear in my spirit. So I waited after. And he came and saw me. Said, what is it? Came outside the door and we stood alone. He said, You know, today when you said you were going to take the offering, uh, I, I, I spoke against it. I, I'm sorry. I just felt that I should tell you. I'm sorry. He was surprised. He just looked at me and he put his hand on my shoulder and said, God is going to use you. I was a student. I was not a preacher. I was not a leader. He just put his hand and said, God is going to use you. That's all. I'm sorry. I didn't know much about the church work and about what you are doing. I don't know what offering is used for and the inside issues of church life. And I was opening my mouth my mouth to speak. So I thank God for the girl who sat by me, the one who sang that song, and the brother who forgave me and put his hand on my shoulder and said, God is going to come. He was gracious. Yeah. So that's why I said that when you see somebody, God using somebody, it means what? His mercies are over all his works. <laughs> Yeah, I could have died from that thing. Look, when Jesus, the woman, Syrophoenician woman, came to Jesus and she said, "Even the dogs eat the bread." Jesus said, "For this thy sake, because of this thing that you said, go your daughter." So when you are speaking, you should be very careful. Because for this thy sake, so many things can change. So be careful of what you say. Hmm. Are you there? Yeah. 
Number what? You see, like some of you may be thinking that by now I should have reached number 20. We have gone over all these things already. (laughs) Yes, we should be starting something else. We've been through all this already. What are we doing again? Let's do something new. We have, a, we have the, the book. <laughs> number 11. Have we done that number 11? A disloyal associate is a habitual and persistent receiver of complaints. In other words, he is a magnet for complaints and for complainers. That's why I was telling you yesterday that for somebody to be able to tell you this is a pull him down. There is something wrong with that. You shouldn't be able to say that. There are some things they should not be able to say. So where you are somebody whose people can say certain things, there is something wrong with you. Very, very wrong with you. The wrongest so far. Are you in the complaining department of your church? Ministry of complaints. Number 12. His lawyer, assistant, do not clap when something is going on. They don't smile. They don't say amen. They don't shout. They don't laugh when the head pastor or senior pastor is preaching. Nothing impresses them. They are not impressed. Others may laugh, but we know this message already. So watch out for those who don't smile. They don't clap. They don't say amen. They don't shout. They don't do anything. Hey! One day, a policeman stopped a certain car. And the car was being driven by a beautiful lady. And the policeman said, roll down. She rolled down her. And he had his torch. He was looking, Ghana, we have, our policemen have torches. As he was looking through the car to see what was, he asked her, Madam, why is your face like that? But the woman had made a face. And you know what she told the policeman? That is how it is. That is how my face is. Meanwhile, that's not how her face is, oh. She's a nice, smiling, beautiful lady. He said, that's how my face is. What do you mean by that's how your face is? You are sitting in church, you can't smile. You can't say amen. You cannot shout, you cannot clap. And say, well, that's how I am. That is not how you are. And that's not how your face is. We know you, we know you. We know you. Now you say, that's how how my face is. The mouth. Number 13, a disloyal associate does not sing or lift up his hands during worship because he's not in the mood when he came around. Are you there? 
Yes. Instead of making it more difficult, you see, I, uh, uh, instead of making it more difficult, you must make it easier. Sometimes when your pastor is preaching, you must say amen. 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 Yeah. Oh, I believe. Sometimes you stand up and say, yeah. Meanwhile, you know the point already. But you are showing support so that the people will also be supportive and believe in the message. Hey, look, let me tell you, if you are here, you are an assistant pastor, a lay minister, a shepherd or whatever, all the things I'm saying, is, I'm not just saying it to I'm telling you how to behave in your churches. Show support of the pastor. When you are PE and Pastor Daniel is preaching, you stand up. You stand up, brother, and say, yes, pastor. Thank you. And then you stand there as he's preaching. And then himself will come more, more, more. I. And the pastor will now feel more encouragement. And the people who are sitting there looking very down, they will realize that there is something wrong with them. Because people are receiving something. And they will be asking, how come I am not receiving something like this? How come it is not having that effect on me? There must be something wrong with me. Yeah. Because people are experiencing their feeling. And these people are, 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 not, are not having that experience. So you stand there. You just you, you put your hand and say, Oh, Pastor. Oh. When, when he's preaching, you say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, do you think the, pa- the pastor's anointing will just begin to flow? Oh. That, that's how to be an assistant. You don't sit down and say, this is last year's message. Last year, it was called the life of Abraham. This year, it is called faith. you how to assist your pastor do you have, do, are your assistants here Andy you see, your assistants are not here yet you see they have to be here to hear all these things yeah if we are serious they should be here how many are glad that your assistant may hear something like this how to behave when your pastor is preaching you know how to receive and you see, it is all, it's a, all an example for the members to follow, to listen, to receive, how they are supposed to flow. Huh? You wish you had brought your assistant. <laughs> Pastor Sawyer is your assistant here. Where are you? Pastor Sawyer's assistant. Aha, uh-huh. you see how to behave? When he's preaching, you stand up and say, Oh, Pastor Sawyer, Pastor Sawyer. Oh, at other times, at other times, you start to say, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. At other times, you stand up and say, Pastor, I feel it, I feel it. At other times, you say, Pastor, you are too much for me, you are too much. I! 
people will think you are having sex with somebody as you are saying all these words say pastor you are too much for me I'm dying pastor it's too good it's too good it's too good pastor don't stop don't stop don't stop don't stop now pastor don't stop now that it reached a certain place say pastor I love you I love you pastor I love you I love you pastor I love you and when you do this do you not think that the pastors the small grace that is on the pastor will multiply Ah, give him so you just always just imagine what to say it's too much then you make your face like your wife. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Sometimes you'll be sitting down like that. Then you just get up. Oh no, 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 no. Too much. Hey! And those Tony members who are sitting there, sleeping, like, snoring. No, they will all wake up because you are receiving. (laughs) Sit down. It's too much. You can't sit down. (laughs) I'm killing you, you see. Pastor, you are killing me softly. You are killing me softly. Sit down. If you can cry, if you know how to start, start and stop, then just stop. <laughs> occasionally, if you know how to cry, just start. <laughs> Shed one or two tears. Oh, you will see how the church will work. Amen. The Lord is my light and my salvation. God is someone who shines his light on you to help you and to assist you. 
And I see God helping you in your church, in your ministry. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is the strength of my life. God's face. He gives me peace from my troubled mind. He carries me over mountains. He covers me through the valley. When I'm going through a storm, I'm protected in his arms. Oh, my father loves me. That's why I
God is the salvation of our churches. He is the strength of your ministry. God is helping your ministry. Amen. Okay, okay, good, good. Number 15. A bad assistant is not happy. 14. A disloyal associate does not flow with the general mood of the congregation. It's just like the ones before. Number 15. A bad assistant is not happy at the wealth and the blessings of his senior pastor. He feel he has too much anyway. Isn't it? Why should he have this? Why should he be this? Number 16. A disloyal assistant openly disagrees with his head pastor. Amen. He openly disagrees. Hey! One day, I was preaching and I made the mistake of going to ask somebody a question. As I was preaching, like how I'm preaching now, I was making a point. Do you see? Do you understand? A disloyal asset openly disagrees. Better get your your loyalty book. You are writing too many notes. It's the same book. And when I got to him, I gave him the microphone. I wanted to, I want somebody, you know, so that you want somebody to just say something to help the preaching. So I got to him. I said, what do you think? Do you know what he said? No. He said, do you really want to know? Hey! I quickly collected my microphone backwards. And I ran away back. I was somewhere at the back of the church. I ran to the front. Do you really want to know? Hey! He was about to say something to bring confusion the whole Sunday morning service. Do you really want to know? Like maybe I'm preaching out. What do you think about the loyalty message that we heard at the camp? And I asked, do you really want to know? Do you really want to know what I think? You really want to know what I think? I take my microphone away quickly. I don't. I don't really want to know what you think. <laughs> There's no shame in taking your microphone back. Just you may scream, but I'm taking my microphone. Hey, what do you mean? Do you really want to know what I think about that loyalty message? I collected my microphone, ran away. So you should be careful. And people, they will challenge you openly. One day, a certain pastor was preaching. As he was preaching, then somebody stood up and said, Pastor, there are no verses in there. There are no verses. Yeah, not that I'm imagining. I'm telling you something. He stood up. He said, there are no verses in the preaching. He said, your preaching is good, but there are no verses. <laughs> hey! Such people are in the church. Oh. Student, everybody heard him. The pastor, your preaching is good, but there are no verses in it. If there are no verses in it, after church you can tell him pastor add one or two verses 
so that we will see the biblical basis of what you are saying. But you stand up. Pastor, please, your preaching is good, but there are no verses in it. And you know, when I was giving you the points yesterday, a lot of the points, I didn't add any verse. So as I was giving those verses, I was wondering if that person was here. (laughs) Whether he was going to stand up and say, there are no verses. Hey! Choboy! Choboy! Openly disagrees. Amen. Amen. Number 17. A disloyal assistant considers the privileges and honor bestowed upon his head as uncalled for and wasteful. So we are wasting money on this guy. We've said that before. Number 18. A disloyal person constantly has thoughts flashing through his mind about leaving the church. So as we are at the camp, thoughts are flashing that me, this church, I don't think I can stay here. Do you see? Why should you have such thoughts? Why do they the thoughts? Somebody say, oh, it's not a, I've not decided to do that. It's just a thought. But why did that thought come? Is it nice? To have such a thought. Yeah. Huh? How many of you some thoughts are not good at all? Have you had a thought that wasn't good at, good at all? How many realize you became worried that that thought even came to your mind? That, that was the part that worried you that the thought came. <laughs> it's like, why does a thought like this come to my mind? Ah. Some people, when they see the pastor preaching, they'll be looking. Like a leopard who has seen meat. <laughs> Everybody. You want to sleep with the pastor? Why? Tell your neighbor it's not a nice thought. Yeah, I don't appreciate such a thought. So why do you have such thoughts flashing? Flashing. Flashing of living. Me, I'll live all. I'll live all. I'll live, oh, I'll live one day. One day, I'll five years time, I'll live. If only one more year, then I'll live. I'll surprise you. Huh. What type of thoughts are these? It means the seed is in you. Lucifer seed. Seed of Luciferism. I will arise. I will ascend. I will be like... I will sit on the throne. Hey. So there are certain thoughts. The thought itself is disturbing. 
So you don't have to say, oh, so I haven't decided, or it's not something that I, I mean, it's not a serious thing, or it's just a top, a top plan. Mercy. Zigzag. Okay, okay. Number 19. Disaspected associates do not make any extra efforts. Amen? After all, they don't make extra effort to do anything. They don't go the extra mile. So watch out, people who have become cool. They don't get much involved in so many things. You get it? Because, because they don't really believe. So when there's a meeting, start at six, come around nine or two o'clock. You get it? Yeah. I mean, those who are diehard into the thing, they are all here from morning to evening, from the beginning to the end. It's true. Those whose belief is halfway to a point, come in the evening, come at the end, come at a point. Yeah. All those things you can see, the extra effort is a, is a message. It's a message of the person's, imp- I mean, flow with what is going on. So, disloyal people, they don't go the extra measures. I come for second service. One day, day, I had a certain pastor (laughs) who was uh, becoming disloyal. At first, he could do everything. When it reached a point, he could only come for third service. Only third service. But at first he could come second. He could come for and he couldn't come for pastors' meeting. He couldn't come for shepherds' meeting. He couldn't come on Thursday. He couldn't come on Tuesday. Only third service. So one day I said, I called, I said, look, if you are a pastor, you have to come for second service, third service, you have to come on Tuesday. You have to, because if you are a pastor, you are supposed to be even extra more loyal, more involved. Now you can only come on third service. I said, if you cannot come for this, 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 you cannot be a pastor. I said, ah, okay. Yeah, here's your pastoral. And he went to sit at the back of the church. Yeah, he used to sit in front. He went to sit at the back. He sat at the back. Because the back is near the door. The next time I saw, he was out of the door. He sat at the back for some months. And then, that's it. So you see all those signs. It's like, I can't make the extra effort. Second service is at 8.30. Third service at 10.30. I cannot come two hours. As a pastor of the church. So some of these people, you think they are your main assistant. They can't make extra effort to be there at a certain time to do extra things a little more than even the ordinary church member. And yet that person is a lay minister, he's a shepherd, he's a this, he's an assistant, he's whatever. What makes him an assistant? What makes him a helper? If he cannot go the extra mile. Ah! You are not a real assistant. You are not a flowing person. Because I as the pastor, I'm there early to come and clean the chair to make things work you have to come early and you have to flow and be there and be supportive and show the extra effort hey that's where we can see you see a disloyal person has become quiet doesn't say anything doesn't show the doesn't show the attitude doesn't go the extra mile 
doesn't do anything extra, doesn't pay tithes. When, when we say we are doing fundraising so that we can buy a new guitar, you'll be looking at it. I'm sure it will not work. I'm sure it will not work. And instead of giving something proper that you can give to help, you just take, take 20 rands, take 100 rands, when you could have given a thousand. Because you don't go the extra mile in anything. Because you are not a good assistant. You are not helping. Your flow is not positive. You can see it from fundraising. The main people who are with you, you see from their giving. Yeah. Even the healing Jesus crusade, you can, I can see from the support of the healing Jesus crusade, the level of belief in me and loyalty by the support that comes from that church. Yeah. Because that's what I'm doing. You can see, you go to certain places, you see that the healing just will say it's an important thing in that church, even though I am not in that church. And you go to other places, realize not even the people don't even know what it is. <laughs> they don't even know what is healing Jesus could say. And they don't go the extra mile in, in relation to that thing that your head pastor is doing. So let's say you are the head pastor, you stand up and say, I feel that our last speakers are not good, and I feel that I want us to do it. And you, the assistant pastor, I say, Look, every day, families, every day. Last time, daughter, you can make it. Today, this. Today, that. Today, this. Today, that. Well, now, today, speakers. Ah, the speakers are okay. So I say, How many will give uh, 10,000 rands? Nobody. I knew no <laughs> This man, he will be disgraced today. Thousand rand. Nobody will give. Hundred rand. Nobody will give. This, 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 this. You are also just sitting there. Which is, I knew it would not work. And you will not go the extra mile. You will not give anything extra. Because you are some way. And you don't flow. You are not believing. You are not positive. You are not behind the pastor in a positive way. I'm telling you. You can see all these things. They are all symptoms and signs. And you wait till it's your turn to be a leader. When you stand up and you now need people to rally behind you and help you and push you to make things happen, you see, God will pull them back like this and say, don't help him because he didn't help others. Let him reap a whirlwind because he sowed the wind. When you plant wind, you reap whirlwind. Whatever you didn't do. That's why I say, people, when I preach, you walk out. I only pray for Lord. May people walk out when they are also preaching. May nobody stay to listen to them. May, no, may there be no one to show respect to them. You don't respect your pastor. When, when it's time, Galatians 6 says, you not give your pastor an offering, you not honor him, you not remember him on his birthday. I also pray for you that may no one remember your birthday. May no one remember, may no one ever honor you. May no one ever give show respect to you in this world. May you always be disrespected and end up in prison. Sow the wind, you reap the whirlwind. So extra effort reveals your level of support for whatever is going on. Are you listening to me? So show your support. I'm telling you. I see even in healing Jesus crusade. And I'm, I'm not saying this so that you, you need to do But when I go to land, there's a banner in the church of healing Jesus crusade. There's a permanent banner there. I get my highest support for healing Jesus crusade from that church in London. Yeah. And more people support. All the, everybody support. 
Yeah. It, 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 you see from the flow of certain things, the kind of, how much the person is even with you or in step with what you are doing. Yeah. So you start, you start in the church and we want to buy a church building. What is this project? Why should we buy a church? Why should we do this? Each project is very difficult. I'm telling you. And you need people to believe in you and help you. Amen. Amen. One day, day. a certain brother brother. went out and he came back and I was his friend and he had found a sister that he wanted to marry. So he showed me the sister and he said, look at who I have got. And then he asked me for his, for my support. And his question was very simple. He asked, if fine or in no fine? What was he looking for? Was he support? Was he going to change his mind? He had already made up his mind. If fine or in no fine? Ask your neighbor, if fine or in no fine? Yeah. All that he was looking for was something because he has already made up his mind. He has already proposed to the girl. He has already told her everything. But he wanted my support. So he asked me, Tell you how? If fine or you no know fine? What should I say? I said, Oh, if fine, if fine. She's heavy, she's heavy. Even if she no fine, you have to say, If fine. All right, number 20, the last point. Disloyal assistants listen to bad advice from empty and non-spiritual wives. Zigzag. Look, your wife is not God. Even though she's so gentle looking. How many realize that ladies look very gentle and beautiful? Huh? Apache, come with your wife. Come with your wife. Uh, Turn around. Who looks nicer and softer? This or this? This? This one? If it's this one? Or this one? This one looks nicer and softer. Yeah. She looks gentle, sweet, smart, harmless. But most of you ladies, you will prefer to work for the man rather than, from the, than for the lady. Ladies, is it true or it's not true? Ah. Because you see, ladies are like flowers. This presentation is very important. Colorful pictures. Most people, house helps. People who are maids and whatever. They prefer to work with the man. Yeah. The woman often 
Ouch. In, out. Out. Deletion. Off. Out. Wipe her out. Wipe him out. Hey! So even though they look so gentle, so sweet, so soft, they are just ordinary human beings with the other parts. They have a right leg and a left leg as well. So this brother may not look as soft and as gentle, but within is a certain gentleness and a certain softness. Yes. And this one may not look so hard and so some way, but within is some some wayness and some hardness. Hey! But if they don't look like this, they cannot get husbands. Hey! If they don't look like this, they will never get somebody to marry them. Because without the delusions, you cannot easily be attracted. This one and this one. Who do you think likes bathing? Uh. <laughs> Which one do you think likes bathing more? This or this? This one. How many vote for this side? How many vote for this side? <laughs> One for you, one for me. There is no shame. You may scream if you don't bath. But you will be surprised to find out. I don't know. I've never asked them before. But you'll be surprised to find out that this one does not bath as much as this one. <laughs> Own up, own up, own up, own up. So I'm just trying to explain that even though they look so beautiful and gentle, they are not God, and then they are not perfect. And they are not the, 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 the repository, if that's the right word, of God's word and God's wisdom. God is the source of God's word. The Bible is the source of God's word. So you have to be careful. Even though, well, I tell you, they look more spiritual. And they don't have, brothers, how many realize that sometimes the sisters don't have as much lusts as you have? Brothers, how many realize that you suffer from lusts? So now the sisters will be looking at us. They don't know what we are talking about. So we don't experience all these things you are saying. They don't understand what we are saying. What what we are feeling. So those feelings make you feel that you are not good. 
then you look to your side and you see your gentle, beautiful, humble, calm, sweet, pretty, harmless angel. And the harmless angel says, Are you sure? Are you sure Pastor was right? He's not always right, you know. When such a harmless, gentle, nice, sweet, soft, voluptuous, source, source of pleasure and peace and relaxation, in theory, is in theory. Because when they go home, you may not get all those things. Like I say, let me say. <laughs> it's now making such a comment. You always think that God is speaking. As for me, when I first got married and for some years, when my wife speaks, I think that God, God has spoken. Because she looked so holy. She didn't seem to have the problems I have up to now. She does not have the problems that I have. It's only God, His Word, the Bible. Ah, Jesus is speaking. But one day I realized that no. Charlie, what the lady is saying is not the Word of God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a revelation to me because, you see, the person looks so harmless, so beautiful, so gentle. So sweet. I realized that no, this is not the voice of God that I'm hearing. It takes a very strong leader like Job, who told his wife, Thou speakest like one of the foolish women in the city. What you are saying is the voice of the foolishness. Uh, or Jesus, who told his sweet, gentle, best apostle, You are Satan. His voice is Satan's voice. To be a pastor and a leader, you have to be strong. Very strong. The strongest so far. It took me many years to realize that voice is not God's voice. Per se, it may be God's advice to you, but it may not be. It may be even the devil. But it took me a long time. Because of the gentleness, sweetness, beauty. Who is more beautiful here? More gentle looking. Nicer looking. This is some hard. Move to move away. Nice. Beautiful. Sweet. That means that the words that are coming must be the words of heaven. Words of Jesus. Words of God. But I'm speaking to all of you who say you are called by God. You will answer to God. When Adam followed the voice, Eve said, ah, Why don't you take some of the apple? I've given you, I have taken up. You want me to die alone? Oh, did you die with me? Is that, is that love? Did you not say that we shall be together until death? Why are you leaving me? Adam, Adam, have said, I'm scared, Adam, I'm scared. I'm alone. I'm alone. I feel so lonely. Adam, hold me, please. Adam, hold me. I'm 
حالا موضوع کردید با
how that glitters is not gold. There are certain things about the man. Be careful. I've seen this before. The wife told me something yesterday. I was surprised. Anyway, pray about it before you go. Pray about it. Oh, you have already prayed, though. <laughs> they, said, they have whispered to your ear. Pray about it. What are they saying? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> hey. So we finish that one. Now, next one. All these are things that Judas, Lucifer, and others should have studied. Amen. Lessons on loyalty. (laughs) Number one, if you are going to be loyal, I'm trying to teach you so that you will not fall into the same trap of Lucifer. You are built in with worship, anointing, pastoral gifts, everything. Everybody comes with some gifts that you must not fall into that. Now, to develop strong stability to be able to finish what you started, you need to develop strong loyalty. Amen. Number one, you need to develop the lessons. You have to understand the lessons. So please, make sure you get your book. All the things you are writing is here. It's called the lessons of loyalty. Are you there? Or you are not there? I'll just give you one or two then we go for breakfast and come. Are you ready to continue? How many realize that God is saying one or two things to you? Don't stop. Say, I feel it, Pastor. You are killing me softly, Pastor. You are killing me softly. To be loyal, you need deep roots. You need full persuasion. You see, if you are going to be a tree, so that's the first lesson. Loyalty demands full persuasion. Persuaded fully. You must be fully convinced. Not partly. Totally and fully. You can't believe things partly if you are going to be loyal. It's like if you are a tree and you are going to stand through storms, you must have very deep roots. Amen. Amen. So loyalty demands full frustration. Now if God has called you and you are going to be faithful to your calling, you need deep roots. The thing you believe must not be shallow. Have you had difficulties in Botswana? Yeah. 
If you don't have deep roots, you will be pushed away. Back to England, where it was easier. One of the rich people in uh, rich uh, jobs, if you are a pharmacist or some of these jobs, you can, all these people can do these jobs. If you are not fully, fully persuaded, a lot of things move you before you realize. Amen? Amen. You must be fully convinced. As I'm having a camp with you, I am fully convinced in my heart that it's better for me to have a camp here than to have a three-day power convention in Sunnyside. This is what I think is good for me to do. I'm fully convinced about it. And I'm fully convinced that I should teach you from this book that you have already. Yeah. I feel I should say it. So, none of your faces move me. Your attitudes don't change anything. You understand? Your eyes don't move me. I am solidly persuaded about what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And about the necessity for me to say. And I wish more of you were even here. And more of your assistants and your people and your members were here to listen to what we are saying. So anything you are doing, you must have a certain conviction. You see, one day, there was a certain pastor. And he was talking about his, his spiritual father. Because there was some bad stories going on about this spiritual father that he had. But one day he was talking to me and he said something. He said, even if I see him lying on a woman, I mean having sex, it will not change my mind about him. That's what he said. Yeah, that is the mind that he had. He said, even if I see that, it will not change my mind about him. Are you there? Yeah. You see, that's what happened to him. He saw his father drunk. Maybe for years, he had believed in his father. Then one day, he saw his father drunk. Then it's like, ah, you see, he's not always right. He is not always right. You see, there are people who are not fully convinced in a way. And when the person says something, they, 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 it pains them that he's right. You know, sometimes somebody rebukes you. You say, you, you see one day, you will also be rebuked. One day, there was a certain old man. And this old man, huh? was a very wise man and an old wise man he had no job but he made his job out of giving advice yes so he used to go from village to village and everything he said always uh, was right he was, he was giving advice and when he goes he gives advice and they, they pay him and everybody knew that this old man is what always right so one day there was a little boy in the village and 
he said, This old man cannot be always right. How can he be always right? You see, there are some people who don't like it when you are right. And they want to prove that you are not right. So the boy decided eh, to do something to prove that this old man is not always right. So he got up and he went to the forest and he caught a butterfly. How do you say butterfly? Huh? Papatani. Babatani. Papatani. How do you say in Nigeria? Lapalapa. 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 So he caught, he said, I'm going to catch a lapalapa or a babatani. Is it correct? A babatani. And he caught a babatani. And he put the babatani in his hand. And he said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to prove that this old man is not always right. So he took the babatani in his hand. And he said, I'm going, I know what I'll do. I'm going to see the old man. When I see the old man, I'm going to put the butterfly in my hand. And I'll ask the old man, dead or alive? Is the Babatani dead or alive? Because he wanted to prove that the old man is not always right. If the old man says, dead then I'll open my hand and let the babatani fly away. And he said, you see, you are wrong. If the old man says, alive, then I'll squeeze my hand and the babatani will die. Hey! <laughs> so, he went and he caught the babatani. And he came to the old man. And he said, Old man, I have a question for you. There is a babatani in my hand. A lapalapa. Old man, dead or alive? And he was looking at the old man. Dead or alive? You know what the old man said? It depends upon you. The old man was right again. It depends on you. Whether dead or alive, it depends on you. Hey! He was right again. (laughs) The old wise man was right again. There are people who are not happy that you are right. And they want to prove that you are not right. Hey! So brothers and sisters... We need to have a full conviction about whatever we are doing. Deeply. Deeply. Because there are always people who want to prove that you are not right. You are not right about believing in Lighthouse. You are not right about believing in your pastor. You are not right about loyalty. You are not right about the message you are preaching. You are not right about going as a missionary. And there are people who always want to come and prove 
that you are not right or you are not always right dead or alive it depends upon you hallelujah amen alright grace come on sing for us we've got one point and then we go in Is it killing you softly? <laughs> Ash! Pastor, something is... Pastor, don't stop, please. Pastor, please continue. Continue at the same place. At the same place. At the same place. Place, Pastor. That same point. That same point. I love you. I love you. I love you, Pastor. I love you, Pastor. Preaching is like that. Sometimes you reach a point and say, Please don't stop. Don't stop. I don't want it to stop. At that same particular place. That particular place. That Jesus was not right. They say lies don't last so long. So why is his story hanging around? Why do people stop and pray? you are not right that Jesus is not the way that it's not worth dying for him it's not worth living for him they want to prove it years and years are going by they still can't believe and accept it 
and they want to prove that we are wrong. That you are alive. Heaven or hell, it depends on you. Life or death, it depends on you. Going to hell or going to heaven, it depends upon you. You want to prove us right or wrong. Sing it, sister. They say you will never know. Come on. Till you walk up to that Jesus, come on. And if you can walk away, knowing all he's died to, that's when I'll just have to say, I guess he didn't die for you. Because you are fully convinced 
you are fully convinced you are fully persuaded about what God has put in you what God has called you for Mando Sincolo Ramanda Riverele Meshimbari Lissukanta Alamandale Mene. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bedolo Sanalamanda Lelebeke Mananda 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 Mananda Lelebeke Mananda Mananda Lelebeke Mananda Mananda Lelebeke Mananda Mananda Father, we are grateful. We are thanking you. We are blessing you for helping us to finish all that you have given to us. Grant us the ability to be fully convinced in spite of a thousand people and prove that we were not right about what we believed and what we thought what we accepted and what we received help us to be convinced let there be no person that can take away our convictions and our strength of belief in your calling permanence of your grace given to us we thank you father in jesus name amen all right all right all right you may be seated okay we take a break 10 o'clock, is that okay? Or it's too small? Too small? 10.30? Huh? 10.30? Okay, 10.30. 10.30. We meet. Thank you. Tell your neighbor. It depends upon you.